0: All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Jumpstart podcast. I got my man, Caleb Combs, young, sharp, aggressive, moving, pushing it, focused of FFL Foundation Capital Group, elite producer, coming for Hall of Fame in 2023. Um, Caleb, it's an honor having you on, brother. How you feeling?
1: I'm good, bro. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Yes sir. Yes sir. Dude, you're uh, you're doing a lot out there, man. Um and I I'm I'm impressed. I, I really am. You need to be f- as focused as you are and your age is is very impressive. You're helping a lot of people. You're building an agency, you're leading, you're you're leading from the front. Um, congratulations you know, on all your success at such an early age and learning what you're learning and taking the thing by the horns. That I'm proud of you, bro.
1: I appreciate that, man. Definitely a lot of help from you all. So wouldn't have gone here without without you guys and your advice for sure.
0: Listen man, it's a it's a pleasure to get to get you on here. I want you to talk a little bit about some of the things you got going on. I mean, from a sales perspective, Caleb, you didn't you were not confused about this business from day one. Can you talk a little bit about the start you had and the, and the ramp up and your mindset towards it, and then simplifying that mindset.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I obviously came from doing sales uh, since I was literally a young kid, like you heard before. You know, I mean, selling candy bars, comic magazines, whatever you you know, I've I've sold it. Um, obviously, coming over to insurance was different, right? Because now I'm calling people and I'm trying to get them something that they ask for. You know. 2 3 months ago usually and i've got to overcome all these objections and i'm not a little 5 year old boy so it's harder harder to sell something that's that's expensive right so i mean I, I think i think the sales aspect i got but it was the aspect of you know overcoming all of the objections like i can i can talk i can argue with someone i can you know throw rebuttal to all their objections but there comes a point where you have to be smart about it and i think that's where it really clicked probably halfway through last year. you know I was I knew my rebuttals, I knew what to say, but I just it just had a click right, and eventually, I figured out, okay, so this is how I talk to a client, this is how they like to be talked to, this is what I've got to say to them, this is how I've got to portray the presentation of the product to them, and eventually something just clicked, and you know now it's consistent consistently i'm I'm protecting families and consistently. I'm doing the same thing, which is causing that success. So, I mean, I think ultimately the biggest thing was just, you know, making the decision that I was going to be consistent in doing the right things and saying the right thing. And that was eventually, that eventually brought on the success that I have now.
0: Was that easy?
1: Was that an easy decision? I mean, the decision, the decision's always easy. It's the work, the work and the mindset. I mean, I I can say I'm going to the gym tomorrow, but, just because I say it doesn't mean anything. I mean, so ultimately you can say whatever the heck you want, but if you don't actually get up and do it, and I tell my agents that all the time. I'm like, look, don't tell me you're going to you're gonna do something. Just show it. I mean, we all hear that. Actions speak louder than words. So I think the actual thing that's difficult is is when it comes to taking the action. But, yeah, make it, do it, keeping a good mindset, that was probably the most difficult thing because I knew I could do it. But I just had to keep pressing forward, and eventually you know I did it.
0: I love it um, and you're doing a lot in from a tele and working yeah. through a call to close, like you're not booking appointments, you're just getting a client on making it happen um i wanna I wanna delve into that, but I wanna first talk about what are you doing for leads and What do you? What's your? What's the schedule that you run?
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I feel like every time I talk, it's something different about leads. Um, Uh But I've I've been able to for the past probably four to six months, I can say that consistently. I'm just running uh, three month mortgage, so second chance mortgage from the CRM. Um, I mean, I'm dipping my my feet here and there in different different vendors. Final expense, you know, instant but I'm really liking the the second chance. So that's all I've been running, just placing as many orders as I can, getting everything that's there. So that's what I'm primarily running. Um, schedule wise, you know, I'm, I mean, with one call closed, it's different. So you don't have appointments. Obviously I'll book it if I have to, like if they need to think about it or they've got to have their spouse there. But I mean, usually my schedule is about 7.30, 8 a.m. And then I'm working till, I don't know, twelve thirty, one thirty a.m. But it's different because with one call closed, right? And even if you're on appointments, you got to complete control of your schedule. I can go do something with Stephanie, or I can go out to eat or whatnot, and come back and work. So, I mean, on a consistent basis, I'd say I'm probably working eight a.m. to about nine p.m. every night.
0: That's oh, serious.
1: That and that, yeah. that right
0: there says a lot. Like, I mean, it's not. This is not. You're not successful by happenstance, by good juju and karma, you're working. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, mainly th- three-month leads, mortgage leads? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm only buying three months. So I actually have someone who goes in there and buys them for me. But I, I'm like, look, whatever you see, regardless if I'm licensed, buy me the three-month. So three months mm-hmm. with or without image is what <laughs> I'm running.
0: <laughs> I love it. Do you track your dials?
1: Um, no, I probably should. I, I was doing it, but I mean, I dial so much that I know, I know that I'm always going to dial the amount I need to. So I don't really track them.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a certain amount of presentations per day on the call to close or what is your parameter for success?
1: I mean, right now. So, I mean, when I started out, and I remember, if you remember our last, you know, podcast or two, we were talking about it. I was tracking dials at one point. I was trying to hit a certain amount of dials. Then it was appointments. Um, I think I've since I've figured out what to do. Now I'm just trying to hit a specific goal of how many families I protect per day. Um, mm. And even then, I'm not going to be done. I'm just that's my my end goal before I go and reward myself by going and doing something or getting something. So I mean, my goal is usually anywhere from five to eight families a day.
0: Five to eight
1: families a day. Yeah
0: a serious. I love it. How many days a week?
1: Uh well, technically six. I will run on Sunday if I have to. Um but I'm always I teach at a school on the, you know, on the side as well, so I'm I'm usually busy, so probably five or six days a week.
0: That's fantastic. Okay, great. Let's let's kind of get into your process. So teach me as though I'm trying to learn telesales the mindset behind, you know, not reaching people or getting hung up on and what it looks like to transition that mindset to five to eight sales a day. That's significant.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for sure, like you said, it's the mindset. So essentially if you're a new agent and you're wanting to become, you know, a telesales agent, you want to get into doing it all over the phone, I'm going to tell you your biggest thing is just your work ethic and accountability. Right? I think mindset goes without saying. But accountability, you know, whether it's jumping on a live dial, um, you know, jumping on with another another agent, dialing together, working together, we do that. We've got FFL two-a-days and 320. So we're all, all working together. Um, so I think that's key, number one, making sure you're accountable when it comes to telesales. Number two, like you said, mindset. You're alone. Let's be honest. In virtual sales, and I remember coming in, I was like, man, nobody does this. Like I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. And now there's a lot of people who do virtual sales. Um, but you still feel alone if you're never around anyone, you know, it's just you at the computer, you know, if you're not jumping on, on a virtual zoom, you know, obviously that's on you, but you're still going to feel lonely. And I think that that's where your accountability helps play in, but you obviously have to keep a good mindset where you got to remember, you're doing this for the client. You're doing this to help them protect their family. And then in the end, you just happen to get blessed, right? That's your job. You protect the family, you get blessed, and that's how you protect your family. So I think you've been a good mindset about it. So mindset and accountability. Um, but you said you wanted me to go in, into basically the presentation of how I'm presenting a one-call close, or how to train an agent yeah. on a one-call close. Call. Okay. Yeah, getting
0: yeah getting into what you um say when you get on the phone, and what you're what you're attempting to do to get to the one-call close. And I want you to do it on three-month leads, like the leads you're working. Okay. I want to hear that that pitch.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Mark, this is Caleb. How are you? Doing good. Good, good, man. Hey, I'm giving you a quick call. I've got some information on my desk. It looks like two months ago we sent you info about the mortgage protection on the loan. Do you remember sending that in to us?
0: Um, it's, yeah, probably not. It's been a while. I don't probably. know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been like two or three months. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've got it in front of me. I just wanted to see if you remembered or not, but that's okay. Do you remember getting a policy packet in the mail?
0: Um, maybe, man. I get a lot of mail.
1: Okay, I know. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I get a ton of mail. Do you remember what the name of the carrier was? I don't. Okay, that's okay. So if you don't know the name of the carrier and you don't remember if you filled it out or the policy packet came in, you probably didn't get it. Um, That's what I just tend to find with most of the clients that we work with. But my job as a field underwriter is just to complete this, you know, we want to fulfill the order, make sure that you get the protection on the home. This is to make sure that you're just not liable for anything. Right, You want to make sure if, if something happens to you, God forbid you pass away or have a medical condition tomorrow, your beneficiary can keep the house. Who's your beneficiary if you die? Um,
0: my my wife, Robin.
1: Robin? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you want her to get the house?
0: Yeah, absolutely. She got to
1: get the yeah. house. Okay. So if you pass away, do you want her to get the check? I think it's like $250,000 your mortgage, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's about two fifty.
1: Okay. okay, so if you pass, she'll get the house, and then she'll get the check to pay off the house, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't have anything like that right now. Um, I don't. Okay. You know, but yeah, yeah I mean, if if I were to do something like that, yeah, I would. That's how it would probably go.
1: For sure. Yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna get set up today, because we gotta get this on there. You wanna make sure that Robin's protected. Do you have any other beneficiaries, or you just want her to get a hundred percent of the check?
0: Uh, I would be her getting a hundred percent of the
1: check. Okay. Yeah, you want to make sure she's got that house, because otherwise, you know, we don't want her living on the streets or anything. We want to make sure she's protected. But that's good of you to make sure that she's protected. That's awesome, man. So I've got three different plans. Obviously, we're going to go into how the mortgage protection works. Um, but we've got three different plans. We're going to look at the pricing for that. But um, do you have any medical conditions at all, Mark? Um, no. Okay. Are you on any prescriptions or prescribed anything, even if you don't take it? No. Okay, perfect. So you're a healthy, healthy man then. Awesome. So I've got your info here. Um, you're not on prescription. You don't have any big medical issues. So you said nothing like cancer, heart attack, stroke, lung disease, like perfect health? Uh, Perfect health. Okay, awesome. Good for you, man. That's awesome. So you've got good health. You're married. You've got a, a decent-sized loan. You want to make sure Robin's protected. Um i've got a few carriers because obviously we're going to pick one of them make sure that it works for your budget i'm going to show you the three plans and then we're going to go over and pick which one works for you obviously you want to make sure it's not going to kick you in the butt five months down the road because you can't get rid of this you know you want to make sure you have this for robin right because if you pass in a year and you get rid of it she's probably going to lose the house if she doesn't have the money but we know you're healthy we know everything's good to go with you let me tell you how the mortgage protection works mark so if you pass tomorrow do you have life insurance?
0: I uh, have some stuff to work, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay, that's all. Yeah, I mean, we all know work insurance is great, but it's not actually protecting you outside of work more times than not. So we can just completely disregard that for now. Um, So you've got a work insurance policy. What do you mean? I don't
0: understand. Why would you disregard that? I have it.
1: Sure, sure. Essentially, I mean, you've got to look into your work insurance policy. Do you work for the government? No. Okay, so you're probably it's probably not vested, right, which essentially means that, you know, you're probably restricted. How much coverage do they say you have?
0: I think like 400,000 or something like
1: that. Okay. One thing that I find with most work policies, 99% of the time mark is that that 400,000, that doesn't mean that you're guaranteed 400,000. That's just the maximum you can get out of the policy. So, like I said, that 400,000, it's nice, but if you leave your job, probably won't go with you, and then a lot of times they have restrictions. But regardless, I only asked about the life insurance just because there's some different things that are similar to the mortgage protection, but we're going to be getting the mortgage protection either way set up. But this is going to do two or three things. So one, if you pass away tomorrow, Mark, they're going to pay off the house for Robin, okay, mm. heart attack, cancer, stroke. They want to make sure that, you know, she's protected. If you have a large medical condition, anything critical, chronic, or terminal, they're going to send a check over to Robin as long as it's within their guidelines, So we'll go over that as well but they just want to make sure that you're protected while you're living and she's protected while you pass away. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, perfect. So that makes sense. Do you have any questions about the coverage?
0: No, sounds sounds okay. straightforward.
1: Good. Yeah, it's, it's not rocket science. Most people get it the first time, which is awesome. Um, so we know what the coverage does. We know what the point of it is. And now Robin's going to make sure she gets the check, the full check of, you know, 250000 if you die. God forbid that happens. I don't think you'll pass in 30 years, but – I mean, it happens all the time. So we know what the coverage does. I've got three plans: a silver, a gold, and a platinum. More times than not, Mark, people tend to go with the gold plan, right? That usually just makes the most sense, covers most of the loan. Um, we're going to do a pre-screen, obviously, make sure you're approved. But I'm going to tell you the three different price ranges. You can write them down if you'd like, but you just got to pick one that's going to work within your budget, and we'll pre-screen you for that one, okay? Mhm. Yep. So you've got your silver plan. That one's going to range range probably about 100 to 150 a month. You've got your gold. That one's 150 to 200, and then you've got your platinum. That's 200 to 300 a month. Okay, so one to 150, 150 to two, and then 200 to three. Which one of those do you tend to find yourself in? That's manageable. Most people go with the gold. <laughs> that's
0: so gold, yo, Caleb. That's <laughs> you. That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. There's no death benefit. This is like you're you're
1: backing into the death benefit. <laughs> I mean here's the thing. <laughs> For one, people want to know exactly what it is. So I told them, look, you die, you're covered, you have a medical condition, you're covered. Obviously there's gonna be a little more information that I'm gonna to talk to them about in a one call close because usually they give me a few more questions than you did. Um, right. and we're gonna go a little further into it, but this is just obviously it in a nutshell. But yeah, I mean I'm giving them the three plans. They're picking the plan, and then I'm going over it while I'm filling out their their application.
0: So how do you get into the fact that you're going to need their social and their banking information pre, you know, really that, that trial close that you did? Or is there a part of the script that we need to go through in that regard?
1: I mean, it depends. so I haven't actually had any pushback on social or bank info in a few months. Like, not even once. And I think it's because I'm just coming across as confident, right? So they're not really questioning who I am or where I'm calling from. Um, if they do, I send them a license, say, look, I can send you over a website to verify it with the state. Um, if they give me any pushback, I'm doing the same thing I did before rule of distraction. So I'm going to go, you know, height and weight, phone number, okay, go on with your social. If they give me any pushback, I'll say, look, you know, we just need this to verify your citizen. You don't know who I am, but I verified myself. Now we got to verify you. Otherwise, you're going to have to do, you know, five, six months, who knows, a medical treatment or uh, testing, you know, blood test, urine. I don't want to have to do all of that. I'm sure you don't either. So we can do it the easy way, hard way. It's up to you. You have that decision. But I'm going to need your social either way to verify. And I'll be like, you got car insurance, right? And they're going to go, yeah. And this, here's the big thing to note, Mark, is I'm not giving them a lot of time to speak. Like, you can ask me all the questions you want, but I think that when you have a lot of blank time – and it's just empty and no one saying anything, you're giving them you know, control of the conversation and start giving you all these objections that you really don't got to deal with. Like you notice when I'm telling you something, I'm going right to the next thing. So if I'm talking right. to them about the Social Security, right after answering the question that they asked, I go right into you your car insurance, right? They say yes. I say, okay, perfect. Well, obviously with car insurance, you had to give them your social bank info. You know, They told you what you were approved for. Then they sent you the policy pack in the mail. This is going to work very similar to that. Love it. Do so I use that for bank analogous. info, social? Yeah.
0: Very analogous, very simple. They've mm-hmm. done it already. We know they have. And it's like, you know, they weren't opposed yep. to it then, so they shouldn't be opposed to it now. And that's good. Um, exactly. What are some things you're doing to make sure policies stay on the books and, and that your, uh, you know, your persistency is strong?
1: Sure. I mean, my chargeback rate's been really low since doing this. Like, you'd be shocked. Like, I haven't, I can't think of the last time I got one. I think confidence has a huge factor in this. I'm telling the the individual, look, you know, this is, I'm making sure they see the value of it. The entire time I'm doing the application, because I can multitask, I can fill out their info. I'm getting to know them while I'm doing that. And I'm building the value. I mean, you notice how many times in that, in that little, you know, two, three minute spiel, where I mentioned you dying and then Robin getting the check, or you dying and Robin Mm -hmm. getting the house. I wanted to associate something negative with something positive, death and Robin getting money, right? So that way, whenever they think of death, now they're going to think of, oh, well, Robin's protected, or they think of Robin being protected, they think of you dying, right? So that's what my goal is. I want to get into the mind of the client. And so I think that's really helping, you know, grow that value, plant that seed of value for the client, um, which is obviously helping with chargebacks. The second thing is confidence. You know, they're not really questioning who I am or where I'm from. They just know they got to talk to me because I told them. So I think people – it's not that they're scared to cancel. I've never – I don't think that's the case. But I think that they know how important it is to have it after talking with me. And I'll literally tell them, I'll be like, look, this is my NPN number. I'm going to send you a message. If someone calls you, disregard the call. Tell them you're working with Caleb Combs. This is his NPN number. Ask them what their national producer number is. If it's different than mine, hang up and block a number. (laughs) And it works. So (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> so I, I really think that's what helps a ton.
0: Got it. Are you spending any time at all trying to get referrals from your one call closes?
1: I am, yep, during the beneficiary. Um, I'm not as good as I should be. I, I definitely have to have to do better with that. But I'm I'm getting, obviously, their phone numbers. I'm talking about, you know, their beneficiary. Then my goal, because this is what I believe, I think that you've got to have a relationship with your client, but I also believe that somewhat it has to be transactional. Um, you've got to have a little bit of both balanced. But I think during the application process, my goal is to get to know them, right? So a lot of people, when they hear me on the phone, they think that I'm just direct and I don't know what thing about my client, but it's the opposite, right? I can tell you I had a 15-minute close earlier this morning, and I know her son's name. I know what he does when he's in college. I know what he's going for his degree, her favorite thing to eat, right? Because I'm asking these questions during the conversation, and so now they're starting to Right, I'm reputable in their eyes. They're starting to trust me. So when it comes down to the beneficiary, that's why I ask, "Is Robin your only beneficiary?" Mm-hmm. I said at the beginning. So then when we get to beneficiary part, I say, "Okay, so Robin's your only one. You have any kids? You got any siblings that you want to leave it to?" They tell me if they've got siblings or not. If they do, I say, "Okay, yeah. I mean, do they have insurance? Do they have, do they have a home?" And then I just start going from there. And I've been able to help, you know, full families at this point because I'm just getting those referrals from the, you know, just from the mom or from the, from the kids.
0: I love it, man. And again, your, your, your process is very thorough. How many families are you averaging a month right now?
1: Um, it depends. Obviously we just started the year. My goal, I told Joe this the other day, is 30 families a week, um, averaging, (laughs) yeah, averaging as of last month. I mean, (laughs) probably 20 families a week. So what is that? Anywhere from 50 to 80 families a month, but it's hard because we obviously just started, but the the year, but that's my goal. My goal is to hit consecutively 30 a week.
0: You're a stud dude, a complete stud. Thank it. you <laughs> very much um, for joining us. If you could give a parting shot to a new agent that's listening and wants to walk away with a different level of confidence, what would you say to them?
1: I mean, absolutely. I, I would say that you – two different things. One, I say it all the time, comparison is a rubber of joy. Don't compare yourself to someone else because you're all in different situations. You know, just keep working hard at it. The second thing I would say is consistency. Keep yourself consistent, whether it's, you know, waking up at the same time, being consistent in how many leads you bought. Like, just because you bought 200 leads yesterday doesn't mean you can't buy leads today. Buy them every single day because eventually something might happen – And you're not consistent and you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be successful. So be consistent in everything. So that way it becomes a part of your schedule and you don't even question it. Whether it's how many dials you make, how many appointments you run, how many one call closes you do be consistent with your personal and your business. Eventually they become one and then you're going to become successful because of your consistency.
0: Fantastic brother. You are, you're amazing. I appreciate you, Caleb. I'm looking forward To what you're going to do this year Um, You might be one of the most Locked in dudes I've talked to in a while As far as everything you got going on I want to get you on another podcast To cover a lot of that In addition to some of this But you're always providing value brother So thank you very much
1: Anytime bro, appreciate you You guys enjoy your day
0: All right. thank you so much Jumpstart podcast, thanks for listening guys God bless